We have decided, um, talking about staying the course, we just came out of a sermon series that was talking about pulling down strongholds. Pulling down strongholds. And, and we dealt with what strongholds are. And it's one thing to pull down strongholds, but it's another thing after the strongholds are pulled down. We have to be able to stay the course. Stay the course in our deliverance. Stay the course in that which God has called us to. Um, every person in here, whether you realize it or not, whether you know it or not, God has called you to a particular place. He has a destiny for your life. Tell, tell your neighbor, God has a destiny for me. May not look like it, but God has a destiny. God has purpose. You were created for a purpose, created for a purpose. And so, um, oftentimes we, we, we go through life and we don't understand, or we may not quite know what purpose God has created us for. But God has a purpose and it's up to us to figure out and to find out that purpose. And so as we go through these sermon series, we're going to be doing some things that's going to help you, first of all, to find your purpose. Find the course that God has for you. Because the course that I'm walking on is not the course that you need to be walking on. The course that you're walking on is not the course that I need to be on. But why? Because there are certain things that you have gone through in your life that has prepared you for the course that you're walking on. And so we have to make sure that we are walking on the right course, not looking at somebody else and saying, I desire this, or you even try to get over there and walk it. Guess what? If you try to get over there and walk it, you're going to fail because you were not designed to walk that course. Mm -hmm. So we have to find out, God, what course would you have me to be on? What have you equipped me with? And, and, and in a course, you, you, it's, it's an equipping process. And this daily walk, all of what you're going through right now is equipping you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Mm -hmm. All right, let's look at Psalms 119. And I'm reading from the message translation. Psalms 119 says, you're what? You're what? You're blessed when you stay on course. You are blessed when you stay on course. When you walk the walk that God would have for you to walk, God's blessings get attracted to you. The things that God would have for you begins to flow to you because you are staying the course. You are blessed when you stay the course. It says walking steadily on the God on the road God uh, on the road revealed by God. Verse two. You're blessed. That's that word again. When you follow His directions, doing your best to find Him. Next verse. That's right. You don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road. That he set. That he set. Let's go to the next slide. You, God, prescribe the right way to live. Now you expect for us to live it. You expect for us to live it. And I'm going to stop at that verse for today. You expect 
for us to live it. Let's look at what um, course. I, you, y'all know me. I like to, to break down some words. So, so let's look at some definitions here um, real quickly. Course. A course is a set of classes. How many of you have ever gone to school? Ugh. Jesus, yes. A set of classes or a plan of study on a particular subject. So when I was going to get my paralegal degree, all of my my course of study was all geared towards my paralegal degree. Every class that I had to take was intro to law, was contract law, was was maritime law. I had to take a particular class and a course of study. I didn't need trigonometry to become a paralegal. You know, even though it may have been an elective, but when it came to me getting that qualification, I, trigonometry was not a major milestone. Uh, accounting one and two was not a major class that I needed to take. Why? Because it, it, it did not, uh, it was not weighing heavy on the qualification that I needed to get a paralegal degree. And so it says, um, a set of classes or plan of study on a particular subject, usually leading to an exam or a qualification. See, some of you are going through some things right now, and it, it's an exam. It's like it's hard, you know, and, and, and you've been studying all, and I say in life, it's hard right now. And you're trying to figure out, God, what is going on? Maybe it's your exam time. Maybe it's time for the exam. God said you've been going through long enough and now I need to examine you. I need to examine your heart. I need to examine your motives. I need to examine if this is really what you want to do. Really, that's what an exam does. It breaks you down to understand and to see maybe there's some things within you that I need to get out of you. So I need to examine you. Mm. Oh, God. Examine you so that in turn you could be qualified. God says, let me examine you today. Let me examine what's going on. See, because on the outside, we can look pretty. On the outside, we can put it on. Ain't that right? On the outside, we can, make, we can say everything is all right. Like today, this morning, I had a, uh, uh, we were doing, in praise and worship rehearsal, and all of a sudden, I turned my head, and when I turned my head, this whole side went numb, and I saw nothing but a white light, and then it was just like pure pain right here. And so, they came over, and they prayed. And after all of that was going on, I was like, I'm okay. I was not really okay. I was still hurting and my, my part of my mind, part of my brain is still hurting. But yet we are hurting deep down on the inside. We're going through deep down on the inside, but yet we're saying we're okay. And God says, let me examine the hurt. Let me examine you deep down on the inside so I can go and do what needs to be done so that you can in turn become qualified and get better qualified for what I need for you to do. Because let me tell you something. If you take what uh, God is trying to get rid of, if you take it on this course with you, it will not draw the blessings of God. You're going to end up with a mess. 
You ever been in school and tried to cheat? And when it all boiled down to it, that what you cheated on, you're like, Lord, I need it. Y'all, I, y'all dishonest folks. <laughs> Stop cheating, say at the Lord. <laughs> I'm messing. <laughs> but anyway, seriously, you cheat. You didn't get the necessary because you wanted to take the shortcut. You wanted to take the short route. You thought it was, was more easier for someone else to study. And because they studied, I can just glean off of their knowledge. I can get off of them. I don't have to really do the hard work. Let them do it. But in the long run, they are going to be the ones that's blessed. Why? Because they have gained the knowledge. And all you have is information. And you can't apply the information that you got because you ain't really internalized it. It was just for the moment. Examine, examine. Let's go to the next one. Course. Course. Next slide. It says it's a path over which something or someone moves or extend. The path. The road, everyone that came here today, they followed a particular path. How many of you guys came the same way? Did you come the same way that I did? I don't even know which way some of y'all came because I don't know where you live. But everybody in here came a different path because of where they live. And that's the way it is with God. You live in a different place. And so the path that he has set for you is different than the path that he has set for me because I'm in a different location right now. But eventually, our paths may meet up. Why? Because it's all for the kingdom of God. I said divine purpose. We may all come from different parts, but in the end, it is going to be fulfilling the whole purpose of God, which is to win souls, which is to go forth and to enlarge the kingdom of God. Which is to equip us to go out and to reach the loss. But yet some of us, excuse me, some of us are coming from different locations and we decide that we want to take a detour. But if you take that detour and stay on that detour long enough, you will end up hurting everyone else when it comes to what God wants us to do. Um, I had the, the awesome privilege of, of I had to do some work up in um in New York, New Jersey, and then Boston. I mean um Maryland. And let me tell you something. Everything that glitters is not what? Ain't gold. My sister was like, hey Wendy, you know she worked for the airlines. I can get you a $50 ticket. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And we talked. Oh, it's going to be cheaper to fly than it is going to be to drive. I was like, hmm, okay. I like to save money. You like to save money? Love saving money. But on the inside, there was a twinge that said, don't do it. But me and her, the more we talked, I talked myself out of the twinge that I was feeling. And for the last three days, I've been dealing and, and suffering the consequences of talking myself out of the twinge. I'm going to tell y'all, and y'all don't judge me. Don't laugh at me. Let me tell you something. First of all, I was suppo- supposed to fly in the BWI, 
Well, because of all of the the uh, uh, storms and all of that, I got rerouted to LaGuardia. My God is all I can say. Seriously. So my rental car was reserved. My rental car was reserved at BWI. But because I had to be deterred, I had to in turn change my rental car. That which was supposed to take me from point A to point B was on reserve over here. But I had to leave it over here and come up with another plan. That which God wants to take you to has been reserved over here. But because you overrode the twins, you had to get diverted and go to another airport and in turn get another rental car. It was reserved over here. Luxury car. Nice car. It was an SUV for hardly nothing. Come over here and I had to in turn and I ain't knocking nothing. I had to get a compact car where the trunk didn't close. <laughs> where I could hear every my phone wouldn't even sync up. But over here was the luxury car. That probably all I had to do, and I had rented one before, all I had to do is get in and push a button and drive. And now here I am with this all because that one overriding of the twinge y'all it gets worse y'all like how worse could it get I ain't never been in Queens before yeah oh lord see y'all don't judge me never have been to LaGuardia and so I'm like cool I I got this I'm gonna just read the signs and I'm like, I'm like, literally, I'm like a little country girl in the city. And I didn't have a mean face to put on. Like to say, don't touch me. I know what I'm doing. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I come out of the airport terminal. And I'm, they're saying rental cars this way, rental car shuttle. So I'm like, okay, cool. Where's my rental car? Okay, I'm going to find. They're going to drive. The bus going to drive around. I'm renting from. I was renting from, I think, Payless or somebody. And I just knew that the van was going to roll around. Never saw it. Walked from one end down to the other. I'm like, where the shuttle at? So I tried to be low key. So I asked somebody. And I said, do you know where the rental car shuttle is for Payless? They said, no. I was like, dang. So then I go to the next bus. And he was like, this the wrong bus. It's the blue line. I was like, well, what's the blue line? So he says, look on the side of the bus. Because of my lack of, no- uh, 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 lack of knowledge, I did not know how to get to the next step. I didn't know how to get where I needed to go to reach my destination. And so then I finally get on the blue line. And this guy and I are riding, and he had been in New York all his life, and we got to talking and talking, and he told me something that was so profound, that blessed my soul, and I used it the whole time that I was was away. He said, the only way that you could make it up here is you got to go hard or go home. 
And I let you know today, in order to make it in this walk and to walk the course and stay the course that God has for you, you ought to, you got to go hard or go home. You got to go hard and give it all you got or don't do it at all. And so all that was great. Still talking about me overriding the twinge, overriding that which God had already told me. Don't do this. Save $50, but in the turn, what it cost me. I'm two hours away from my destination. Riding in the city, almost about to get ran over because I don't know how to drive in New York. Literally. And I finally get where I'm at. Stay there a couple of days, do what I needed to do. And then I'm like, okay, I got to drive back to LaGuardia. I can't do that, Lord. I just can't do it. So I had to pay extra money to drop the car off at another destination. See, when we don't do what God has called for us to do, it ends up costing us more in the long run. We, when we don't follow what God has called for us to follow and stay the course that he has called for us to walk, it costs us more in the long run. Then I ended up with no car. Y'all laughing. Had to have a friend take me from New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey to Baltimore. She was going that way. I said, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. But she was going to take me to the airport. Well, as close as we got to the airport, there was traffic. And it was going to be another 30 minutes before. And I had to be somewhere that evening at 7 o'clock. And I'm like, I'm not going to make this. All because I did not follow the voice of God. I thought I had it all worked out. And so finally we're driving down the New Jersey turnpike and I'm saying, how, we, how am I going to do this? Because I got to go get the rental car to come back to the hotel in Baltimore that I'm going to stay to get to where I need to go to that evening. I call Pastor Robert. Y'all need to get this man a hand clap of praise. I called him. I said, look, honey, can you come get me in the morning? I'm done trying to get rental car, bus, train, and, 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 and taxes. Can you come get me? And he said, sure. I did a dance right there. <laughs> I was so happy. And I look, the young lady that I was riding with, we actually had to make a U-turn because we had unpassed our destination. I God, that's revelation right there. There are times that we will not follow the course that God has set for us and we will pass our destination. But when we listen to the voice of God, he'll have you to make a U-turn and come back to your destination. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Let's look at what stay the course means. Stay the course is a phrase used in the context of a war or a battle, meaning to pursue a goal regardless of any obstacles or criticisms. 
You may be feeling criticized or there may be an obstacle. Don't look at it as, well, the devil put this obstacle in my way. There are times that obstacles will be put in our way because we need to be strengthened to know how to either jump over or move the obstacle out of the way. Everything ain't going to just move on its own. Criticism. People criticizing you because they don't understand the course that God has set you on. They don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. It's not for them to know. If they're busy taking care of where they're at, they don't have no time trying to criticize and beat you up. The only reason why they're criticizing you is because they want what you have. And they want to be doing what you're doing. And they know that there's a greater purpose that's within inside of them. And so because of that, they're going to criticize you to block you because they are already blocking themselves. Y'all didn't hear that. We block ourselves from what God would have for us to do. Let's go to the next one. It says, finish something that you have started even though it has become difficult. It's difficult. I'm hurting. I'm, I, I just don't know and understand what's going on right now. This pain that I feel. Ain't nothing coming together. Money's not even, money ain't flowing the way I need it to flow, God. I got a bill that's due. And you told me to do X, Y, and Z. You told me to bless this person over here. And now here I am in need of a blessing myself. You told me to help this person over here. But God, when I need help, where is anybody that can come and and help me? Where are they at, God? Where's the favor that needs to be returned, God? But God told you to go and bless the person. And here you are sitting over here yourself needing help and nobody's coming to your aid. You ever felt like that before? Nobody. It's difficult. The road. Lonely. Looks like they're walking their road and they're popular and everybody is around them. Everybody's talking with them. Oh, they're the, they're the life of the party. And here you are over here lonely on the path that God has called for you to. And there are times, and I know for myself, there are times on your course that God will have people around you to hold your arms up. But then there are times that God says, I don't want anybody around you because I want you to know me for yourself. I want you to know how to pray to me. I want you to know my voice. I want you to know my strength. I want you to be able to feel me embracing you in your love. Not somebody over here. The course. The course. The course. The course. Let's go to the next one. It means to continue in some effort of course of action to its end in spite of difficulties or obstacles. Persevere. Don't give up because it's hard. Don't give up. 
A lot of us, when it gets us like a struggle, we want to give up. We throw in the towel and we quit. If we don't throw in the towel, we, you know how it is. Uh, um, the best analogy that I can give you is when you first start going, you're walking fast. You're walking fast. And, 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 and like a child, you can get X, Y, and Z and then about beat you in the store. But then when you tell them you can't get this, but you can only get this, they start. Y'all have seen it before. Where the kids act like they can't walk. Pick your feet up. You know you can walk faster than that. Because they don't want what you told them that they could have. And that's how it is in the spiritual realm with us and God. There are times that we thought that this road was going to lead to some better things. But when we hit obstacles, our feet get slow. Our commitment gets slow. Our prayer gets low. Our oil runs low. We're not as connected as we used to be. And and one thing about this society, and I had to write this down. It says the erosion of our environment and our culture can wear us down if we let it. It erodes at us. It can wear us down if we let it. There's times that you feel like that you're on the top of the world and me and God is chatting. Me and God is fellowshipping together. But then there are times that is stale and you're saying, God, where are you? I cannot hear your voice. I'm crying out to you. But God, you're not answering. God, do you hear me? Stale times. Stale. Don't seem like anything is moving. Anything is changing. Stale times. Let me get one. Let me come down one of y'all's street. Temptation. There's times that temptation will cause you to get off track. I talked about the environment and society eroding us and, and wearing us down. Temptation can come. It was tempting. I went through temptation and I gave in to temptation. A $50 ticket cost me. The, tempt, the temptation was, take this, it's cheaper. I was tempted. And because I was tempted, I was drawn away by my own lust. That's scripture. When we are tempted, we are drawn away by our own lust. What feels good. But the Bible says that with every temptation, he has already provided a way of escape. He had already provided a way of escape for me, but I gave in to the temptation. Because it was cheaper. Don't settle for what's cheap and easy. Versus what's going to take a little bit of time. And for me, what was not easy and what I had formulated in my mind, I did not want to drive five and a half hours even though it made no sense to me because the week before that I had already went six and a half hours. So did it make sense? No. I could have drove the five and a half hours. I had just drove six and a half the week before that going to Charlotte, North Carolina. So I know I could have done it, but I let the cheapness Taught me out of what I knew that I could do. 
I let the glam and the glitter and what looked easy talk me out of what I already had the ability in me to do. What you already have the ability in you to do, don't let the enemy talk you out of it and say you ain't got it. You can do it. Let's go to the next one, uh, Thomas. I hope I'm helping somebody. Stay the course means to finish a difficult or unpleasant task, even though you have found it hard. Stay the course. Finish it. Finish it. Let's go to the next slide. Next slide. Next slide. Next slide. Psalms 119. Let's break this down a little bit. And this is where my points are going to come from. It says you're blessed when you stay on course. And I said it earlier. When we stay on course, God's blessings flow to us. It activates the blessings of God when we stay on course. But then not only that, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You don't know what course you're supposed to be on. Get in front of God's face and say, God, reveal this to me. If you're on a road and it looks difficult, say, God, help. Reveal to me what's going on. Reveal to me the road that I'm on. Because when revelation comes, it's something that happens within the inside of us. You've ever been to a, par- a point where you were trying to do something and all of a sudden it was like the light bulb come on and you're like, oh, I got this. Yeah, I'm good. And that's how revelation is coming from God. When God reveals it, he turns the light bulb on. Holy Spirit blows on it and makes it come alive in you. And when it comes alive in you, no demon in hell can deter you. Because you know without a shadow of a doubt that God breathed it in you and caused it to come out. You know that he put it with inside of you. Let's go to Psalms 119 and 2. Psalms 119 and 2 says that you're blessed when you follow whose directions? My directions? His directions. Stop following GPS. Your own. And, and, And... Pastor Robert and I were driving back yesterday and GPS, it was the same road, but for some reason GPS was telling us to get off on the other side of the road, on the other side. And so I'm like, what? And and I started looking up and all I saw was red, which meant that there was a traffic jam somewhere. And I told Pastor Robert, I don't care what GPS is saying. We're going to get on this way. And when we got on the opposite side of what GPS was trying to tell us to do, we ended up avoiding all of the traffic jam. Why? Because we listened to the voice of God. And when we listen to the voice of God, he will cause you to avoid some traffic jams. He will cause you to avoid the delays that would normally delay you from getting to your destination. Follow his directions. We're like, well, this is tried and true. Well, God is tried and true too. Try him. Try him. Doing your best to find him. God is not lost, but there are times that we get so far away from God that we have to say, God, I need to come back to you. 
God, I need to move a little closer because right now I can't find you. I'm having a hard time sensing your presence. I'm having a hard time, God, with this thing. I need to move a little closer. Let's go to uh, verse 3. This is my last verse, I believe. It says, that's right. Don't go off on your own. Stop going off on your own. I'm going to just do this today. Even though you feel that uneasiness in your spirit. How many of you know when, when, when God is speaking to you? Just raise your hands. It's no shame. It's no shame. We know that God is speaking to us because they're within our belly. Holy Spirit is our guide. And so when you feel that sense in your, 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 your belly and, and, and it's saying you're, you're supposed to be going here and you decide to go here, your, your stomach starts getting in a little knot. Am I right? Am I right, Pastor? Yeah. There's, and you can't all go based upon feeling. But until you really get to know the voice of God, that still small voice on the inside that speaks, it's a still small voice that speaks and say, don't do it. No, that's Holy Spirit trying to lead you. So in the more that you uh, 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 yield to that still small voice, the voice of God becomes better known to you, becomes greater known to you. So don't discredit that still small voice. And there uh, another way to know the voice of God that if there is uneasiness, if there is no peace in your spirit, that's God saying no. Let peace be your umpire. Let peace show you and be your guide in what you should do. So it says, don't go off on your own, but you walk straight along the road he set. There's a road that he set for your life. And you walk straight along it. Is there verse, verse 4 in there, Thomas? That's it. Walk straight along the road that he has set. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay in the course illustrates God's path and purposes for us. And when we stay on that path, we are carrying out his will for our lives. And I'm going to leave you with these five points from those three verses. Point number one. Brother, you can can start playing something softly. Point number one. Stay in the course. Obedience, it activates God's blessings, activates. You ever got a new card in the mail? A new new bank card or whatever? You had the bank card. It was yours. It had your name on it. It had your account number on it. And so you take it to the store to try to use it, but it's, you can't use it. It's going to decline your transaction. Why? Because you have not gone online or you have not called to activate that card. And it is the same principle in the spiritual realm. When we stay on course, it activates God's blessings in our life. It activates, activates. I want y'all to know about that. How many of you need God to activate some blessings in your life? Activate God. Activate. Activate. Point number two. 
Staying the course means that we allow God to reveal every step to us. We're looking for God to reveal some things for me. God, I know that there's more that you've called me to. I know that there's a deeper level in you that I need to go. So God, I need for you to reveal it to me. God, I don't like what's going on. Lord, I'm not understanding what's going on. So I need for you to reveal to me and restore me and show me what I need to be doing. Where I need to be going. What I need to be thinking. Point number three. Staying the course requires us to stay connected to him and continually seek him. Not in today and out tomorrow. Not cussing today and blessing somebody on tomorrow. Not dibbling in sin today and decide we want to be blessed and hallelujah the next day. If you got sin in your life, it's great. Come to God and let him get it straight. It's all right because we ain't perfect in here. You mess up, just got to get back up. But stay connected. Don't let that thing take you out of here. Don't let that thing make you think that, oh, I've messed up so bad that I can never or I'm embarrassed. Embarrassment is the worst hindrance and distraction that could ever be. It ain't nobody in here that ain't gone through something that somebody else hasn't gone through. But you got to continually seek him. Seek his face. Don't seek his hand, but seek his heart in his face. Point number four. Staying the course means we're not going to do our own thing or go our own way. We are so dependent on God and we want to please God. Anybody in here want to please God? You got to want it so bad that nothing is going to deter you from pleasing God. I know for me, I don't always get it right, but I want my life to please God. I want my thoughts to please God. I want everything that I say, how I treat people, I want it to please God. Number five, lastly. God expects for us to stay on course. God expects for us to stay on course. And let me read that to you as to why that point is there. God expects for us to stay on course. In verse 4 of 119, it says, You, God, prescribe the right way to live. He prescribed the right path for you. He prescribed the right path for you. And now he expects for you to live it. He expects for you to walk it out. Because he prescribed it for you.